Welcome to We Pot a Zoo, the podcast about the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo. I'm Zach. Uh, I'm joined today by a very exciting guest. Uh, you might know her as the animator and creator of Goodbye Forever Party, Rachel and her grandfather control the island, the final exit of the Disciples of Essentia, and Secrets and Lies in a Town of Sinners. It's Joni Phillips. Hi. It's me. Hi. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you wanted to thank you join me on this stupid journey. You're welcome. I really, I really, really, I had, I, I don't know. I did not like this movie <laughs> oh. at all. I did not even like this movie even a little bit. No redeeming qualities. Um, no, not really. Because every every single thing about the movie that was redeemable, I'd say, was ruined by um the little girl. I hate the little girl so much. She drives me freaking crazy. I'm like, you are you were casted because you seem like an adult and I hate you. I want you to die. Well that was that maybe that might be a little bit too extreme for me to say, but I just really hate her. I hate her so much and I can't stand it. Anyway, you seem kind of shocked that I said that. I I will say you're the first guest who has been so openly hostile towards an eight-year-old girl. Well, what can I say? <laughs> I just thought she was so annoying. I was like, I hated all her lines. I hated everything she said. I was like, mm -hmm. you didn't you... like the three times in the movie she goes, "We bought a zoo." She, we bought a zoo. Like, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. We know. Jesus Christ. We know. Every the time name they go, the we bought a zoo. I was, I started just cackling, and it wasn't like because I thought it was funny that they said it. It was like I was so overwhelmed with disgust. And hatred. That was kind of my entire reaction. Like, okay, the fucking what's the band that they keep using? Uh, Sigurus Jonesy. Sigur yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. Like, why was that in there? That was the most. Like, <laughs> why would you put that? Okay. <laughs> there were so many times in this movie where it could have been a nice moment if it was quiet. Yeah. But they put that fucking band in there, <laughs> and I was like, I will say, are you like, what are you trying to do? I like. Sigurdsson and I like Jonesy's music. Like aside from this, it is so like weirdly incongruous with the movie. It's like he like really. It's like he composed all this music without having watched the movie, and then just Literally. like they threw it on, and there was no take two. Wasn't that just all stuff that already existed? I thought, I thought that was like I thought that was like needle drops or whatever they're called. You know? Like yeah, they... some of it was, and some of it was original. For really the... by him? Yeah. Ew. Okay, and then I also got really mad when they just randomly had a Randy Newman song in it for like two seconds. I was like, "Huh? Why?" The, the needle drops. We I talked about this on the last episode too, but the the I want to do a whole episode on like the soundtrack choices for this movie because so many of them are insane, confusing. Yeah, yeah. They like, just like they come out of nowhere. They're like 
either like super on the nose or super distracting or like you you just get the the feeling that they like put it in the movie because like the director liked it yeah also the ending made me so mad i was like <laughs> were they were, did they see their mom as a ghost what was i didn't understand this and i didn't like it even if it was even if it was deep i hated it it was like <laughs> it was just like oh they can they're like hi mommy like yeah. what I, I okay just everything just made me so mad i was just like <laughs> This is great. I watched this all is, of it. This is the most hostile episode. I love it. This is this is I just <laughs> I really hated it. It was why would you why would they why would they be able to see the mom? I don't understand. No, it makes no sense because it's <laughs> based it, in the it's everything based in the reality of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it it completely obliterates the the reality of the of like the world that they've built. But it's like really? like suddenly the movie is like metaphorical, and it like it. What are what are we in Chronicles of Narnia? What is this <laughs> like? What suddenly in fantasy world? Like after like are you are you? And then they're like, and then and now they're gonna buy some giraffes in the credits. I was yeah. like, I don't know what. Okay, and also I I think maybe just because my sensibilities are so completely detached from this kind of filmmaking that it's like Mm -hmm. for me like i just got done like programming for a really crazy film festival and like you know like (laughs) like my like the the things i just saw were all insane shit and then i come into this and i'm like (laughs) and i'm like the fuck yeah this is the most like milk toast like family friendly um what's the what's the word i'm looking for like inoffensive Yeah. yeah It was like, it was like, okay, this is the kind of movie that my mom would text me and be like, have you seen this movie? It's really like surprisingly emotional. Yeah. I think you'd really like it because she thinks that I, that I like um, good things, which I do, <laughs> but not, not this kind of good thing. <laughs> it, it feels like she, this, this movie, it, it feels like it's for people who thought that like Big Fish was too scary. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Big Fish, first of all. Second of why all. Fuck, wait, okay, why fuck I, Big Fish? Why fuck Big Fish? Why fuck big fish? Why fuck big oh my, fish? Okay. Last, when did I see it last? I saw it when I was in like a junior in high school, I think. Okay. Or something. I saw like, I think I saw it in a class for some reason. I don't remember which one it was. It was like maybe myth and sci-fi or something. I don't know. Like I went to a weird, I went to a, a weird cool name for a, that was a, That's a cool name for a high school class. Yeah. I think it was my senior year, maybe. I don't know. It was just like, I watched it and I was like, ew, no. <laughs> That was that was my reaction to Big Fish. Well, like, I I I don't know. I think my people. I think people get really confused with my taste in movies, also because my taste is really emotional and like gut centric. Mm-hmm. Like if my gut hates it, then I hate it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, like, I will. You know, I'll like watch fucking like um, you know, Borat two, which I think is an objectively bad movie, but I liked it because it made me laugh. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like or um. Or like, what was it? I watched The Princess Switch recently. Have you seen this? It's on Netflix. It's like a Christmas movie. Oh, it's movie. one of their like million Christmas movies that they like put out every yeah, year. Yeah, with Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, yeah. And is the one where like she pretends to be a princess or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. It was, and I think the only reason is because I thought the guy in it was hot. That was like. That can do was, it. That can like, I mean, honestly, like a lot of. <laughs> The reason why I like Big Fish is because, like, whatever Ewan McGregor's doing in that movie is working. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. But, like, 
if this this movie for you was like on, on a gut level just like no yeah both big fish and bada zoo are mm-hmm. on the gut level now and also like on a filmmaking level i despise every decision that was made and i like can't stand <laughs> scarjo fucking yeah like this part where she's like She's like, if if I wanted to kiss you, you'd know it. Or whatever, or like you wouldn't have a choice. Yeah. Or and then it like happens later. And I was like, I wish they just didn't kiss. I wish yes. nothing happened there. It's, I wish she said that and then there was no payoff. <laughs> I, no, me too. I honestly I think that like the that conversation was like weird, but if nothing had happened after that, I would have been like, Yeah, all right. That was a weird yeah. conversation between two adults. Um yeah. <laughs> it's like that um the Pacific Rim thing. Where it's like, they don't kiss at the end, and everyone loves that they don't kiss at the end. Yeah. I, there's this other part that made me mad. I hate that they were, like, making me root for, like, two eight-year-olds in love or something. Yeah, like, I didn't like any they of were, that. Like, really, they are really pushing it hard. They're like, make this this little boy is falling in love with this little girl, and, we're, and you're supposed to like yeah. it. And I was like, I don't. I don't like it, actually. <laughs> Sorry, movie. I know you keep playing Shiguru Jonesy fucking bullshit whenever they look at each other, but I don't care. And then like fucking oh, and then the one at the end where they're like they're like, if you could be around animals or people, which one would you choose? I was like, what? What kind of question is that? Of course, people, because you could talk to them. And then they're like, <laughs> and then they're like, and then like she said, then Scarjo said nothing, and then she was like, yeah, people. <laughs> And she started like laughing hysterically, and it was just like, just every part of this movie made me so mad. <laughs> it 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 really like so much of it feels like a movie written by committee of like, what will people like? What's the le- what's yeah. the least complicated thing we could write? And then like, oh, the one thing I really liked though was when the Home Depot lady was at the zoo, and then Matt Damon points at her and goes, Home Depot! <laughs> and then she goes, nice work. And then she walks away. And I was like, that's, that's, that's for me. That was, that was the pandering to me, personally. That's, I thought that was amazing. That's good filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what I want to know, I guess before we get any further into like the, the nitpickings of the movie, I want to know, like, do you have any first-hand experiences with zoos with buying zoos buying zoos visiting zoos um, seeing animals in person what's the last animal you saw in person oh my god i actually have no idea i haven't seen an animal in so long maybe my family's cats maybe i don't know i think that was like last year around christmas i'll probably see them again soon or no my friend victoria's cat lucky that's the last animal i saw nice um do yeah have you ever been to a zoo i think i when i was a kid because i was homeschooled as a kid i think we went to um i think we went to like homeschool days at zoos like like a like a a field trip to a zoo but like homeschool version like 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 homeschoolers get in free day that was like oh (laughs) i think that was i think that was what it was i think i don't remember ever going for any other reason like there, there's a lot of oh, this is actually kind of weird in homeschool world i was okay i was homeschooled until my junior year of 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 um high school and there's just weirdly so much stuff centered around homeschoolers like um like you can get into legoland for like half off or if you're homeschooler. what the fuck like, there's like like it's like it's that kind of thing that's like, a, like, holy shit yeah we like saved a lot of money that way <laughs> that rules oh my god yeah but it was like 
I think like for, I don't really understand why. I think is it I don't I uh, maybe I need, I need probably need to do research about. It. I just remember it was like homeschool day at the fucking petting zoo. Go there, and you know, you like yeah. me and my sibs would all go and like hang out at the zoo there or something. Have you been to Legoland? <laughs> I've been to Legoland. Yeah, many times. Well, here, I'm a huge. I've been a huge Lego Lego fan my whole life. Yeah. Um, especially as a kid, when I wasn't in it. I was in it like when I was ten years old. I got super into Legos, and then. Like I wasn't prior to that, but there was, I remember like a specific time where I bought a Lego set and then I like went off and I was like, okay, this is my life now. <laughs> I dedicated my whole life to Legos and like, I had like Lego clubs, like homeschool Lego clubs and shit. Whoa. And I was like super into Lego movies and made my own all the time. And then like when I was around 16, I was like, okay, enough of this Lego bullshit. <laughs> you know, and I left it behind and now, right. you know, now I'm a little bit getting back into it back i'm a little around. bit back into legos now um it's uh kind of becoming part of my personality again i'm really into legos so that's pretty yeah, badass that's yeah uh it's badass. i was really into bionicles as a kid i was oh, hell yeah. i was never into like i was like kind of into like the bricks but for me it was like <laughs> it's fucking bionicles i was on a bionicle forum yeah. lego bionicle hell forum yeah. Where actually, the guy who did the theme song—I met the guy who did the theme song for this podcast oh, on a shit. Lego Bionicle forum. We've been friends oh. for like ten years. Hell yeah, which is that's awesome, insane. But RT Coburl, fuck yeah! One of my best friends for my life, my friend Jake Ryan. Uh, we met doing Lego movies when we were like eleven years old, and we like lived in the same area. And we went to high. We went ended up going to the same high school as him when I w- went like to this art so this art high school in junior year. Mm-hmm. He's a <laughs> longest friend I've ever had. <laughs> Fuck yes, I love shit like that where you just like weird common interests. Oh my god, yeah. I was at okay. I I went to um, a summer camp when I was 10 years old and I had a miserable fucking time. I was like a little twerp when I was 10 and uh, I still am a little twerp. But (laughs) when I was was 10, I was like tiny and I got like bullied a lot at the summer camp just because I was like the small new kid who didn't really know anybody. And this was my first time like at a sleepaway camp and I didn't really like have any friends there. And then I just like go up to this random kid um who's like playing in a sandbox i think he's like a year older than me i just like walk up to him because like i've got nothing to lose i have no friends at this place i'm like <laughs> who gives a shit I'm, I'm i'm all out and i like walk up to him i'm just go like hey do you like bionicles and then it turns out that he was also on that bionicle forum and we became friends oh my god and uh we are still friends to this day shout out to matt bobkin that was like my dream as a kid i was like if i i wish i could just walk up to someone and ask them if they were into lego movies and then I was like, okay, I like had more friends who were into Bionicles because it was like the cooler Legos, mm-hmm. but I was never like super into them. Well, it's all it's all about the all lore. The yeah, the, yeah, the novels. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read all the novels and watched the movies. Yes. Though. That's what I was, I was like. Like, I like the bricks more, but I'm really into the like the the lore. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when they did? They tried to do like brick sets for Bionicles, and everyone hated them. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's a really. I remember. That was like around the, the Paraka era, right? Yes, yeah, like, yeah, because it was the it was yeah. the Viserac, the um the spider yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, wait, no, wait. Were the Paraka? <laughs> Do you remember the Paraka commercials that were like had like the like the crazy like emo yeah. music and they were like 
go go Baraka we're we're gonna kill your mom <laughs> it, it was like really was like, like really really aggressive yeah and, but do you remember the one that had like the all-american rejects yeah yeah <laughs> they like trapped them do you remember this they like had this whole ad campaign where they trapped the american rejects and you had to save them like everyone had, was like oh my god you remember? <laughs> it was like <laughs> they had this like entire ad campaign it was like an arg was, right like, they had like where you had to like do yeah, it online yeah. Yeah, and you and you personally, as the viewer at home, had to help the American rejects ex- like escape the Paraka oh and shit. God. It was like very interesting. I really worked on it. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I gotta help these guys. I don't know who they are, but I gotta help. I them. totally bought into all that shit. All of the um like online um Bionicle stuff. I remember they had like a really hard flash game, um, for like the original Bionicles. Like if you just went to Bionicle.com, it that. was like. I, I never beat it. It was so hard. I just found like a compilation on YouTube of like all the cutscenes because I could never beat it. Hell yeah. Did you ever play Lego Studios Backlot? Oh, I had. Mm. It was like CG. Yeah, yeah. It was I, like it was like really low poly. I Legos. had a Lego game when I was a kid. I think it was one of the racing games though. Oh hell yeah, that's an awesome one. Yeah, that's, that so I good. loved that shit. I can I remember it so clearly. Like I have like sense memories of like what playing that game smelled like, if that makes sense. <laughs> I totally no, I know exactly. Yeah, what you're I have about. that with Sly Cooper too because I would always chew like a specific kind of bubble gum when I would play Sly Cooper. So like now <laughs> it's like strawberry hubba bubba. Like that is Sly Cooper in my parents' basement. Um, that's awesome. Anyway, this is a podcast about we bought a zoo. Um, <laughs> we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Uh, <laughs> we bought a zoo. And at the end, they're like, "We bought a zoo." Yeah, we yeah, bought, we bought a, zoo. a zoo, didn't yeah. we? Twenty seconds of insane courage to buy a zoo. I like. I like. That was something. I was like, "That's kind of true." Yeah. I was like, "I think that's kind of true that you gotta have twenty seconds of courage." Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. That was like one thing I didn't have a problem with. It, you didn't have a problem with that and the Home Depot lady. Yeah, Home Depot. Well, I had a problem. I didn't like the initial interaction with her at Home Depot. I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> and then, like, it was just the second interaction. I was like, no, what? That's actually great. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, she brought all her family and they don't even have a conversation. He just goes, Home yeah. Depot. Nice work, buddy. What, what makes no <laughs> sense in that scene to me is that, like, it makes sense that she would go, like, nice work. But a bunch of people are like greeting him and like patting him on the back, being like, "You saved yeah. the zoo, good job!" Like, yeah, how do you? Yeah. how do they know? It makes no goddamn sense. This, I think the reason why I like the Home Depot lady scene, the second one, is because the air of it is so like, like she's like mystical or something. Does that make sense? Like she's like she's like holy. Yeah. The way that the way that it's the way that it feels is like. She's like she she's like a grandpa mm. or something. She's like really mm. proud of him. Like I don't know, it was so weird. It was like in another scene that would have been like with a grandpa like finally giving you his like his appreciation yeah. or something. But it was just like a random lady he met at Home Depot. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, <laughs> it had like a lot of weird like it had like it had like the air of people who've known each other for like a long time even though yeah. they didn't. Yeah. That's why I liked it. <laughs> but then but then does it fall into like that like magical black person trope? Oh, is maybe. this is this movie problematic in that way? I mean, there are like so few black characters. That's the other thing. This movie is extremely <laughs> white. <laughs> I noticed the only time they had black characters was like that one lady, and then there was like 
three like a dad and his two yeah, kids the, the um who real estate agent who comes back yeah i think i only noticed them once and it was like their backs yeah. were to the camera and then he was like look kids it's the tiger yeah. <laughs> i thought that was kind of funny that, i mean yeah this is this is that's the thing I, when we're talking about like you know who is this movie made for this movie is made for like my mom white moms <laughs> yeah white moms who like love fucking like this kind of thing <laughs> yeah it's like this and water for elephants which we did you ever see that movie no i saw half of that movie because my mom wanted to see it and then like halfway through my mom was like this sucks let's leave uh and then we did and i it's like the robert pattinson movie christoph waltz is in it it's about like a circus i don't know it's based on a book i've never heard of it actually it is this is the first time i've ever heard of it very unnecessary to ever have heard of or seen this movie i think <laughs> uh which some people would would argue about we bought a zoo but i don't think so i think this is an important film so what wait why do you why do you care about it so much because it inspires this kind of like polarizing reaction because it is such a like nothing movie it really is like um a movie that came and went that has left absolutely no cultural impact even yeah. though it is like it stars like a-listers and comes from like an award-winning yeah. director but it just like is nothing and then you watch it and it's nothing and some of it is yeah. like charming and most of it is infuriating and like there are things about this movie that i really appreciate and things that i actually like but I think it's wrapped up in this like weird package of yeah. like what what is this movie? It doesn't make any sense. And then like yeah. you come on and like you're so angry, and I love that because like <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of movie that can make people so angry. Oh wait, here's another thing that I actually really liked. Yeah, I think it was, but it's also just because I like this guy. It's like John Higgins, I think is his name. What's his, is that? He's like he kind of he's like in like Christopher Guest movies a lot. Who's uh oh um who does he? He's play? like the zoo reviewer. Yeah 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 John Michael Higgins. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I like him a lot in general, so I think I might have been biased. So, <laughs> but I liked his scenes because it was he was so weird. Like yeah. as a person, like he was such a. I think this is like I think that's this is like what's interesting is that they had him in it at all was weird to me. Mm -hmm. Like, cause he, to me is like always like the weird guy. And I guess like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I liked his, his, I liked that he was there and I liked that he was so strange the whole time. And then they didn't like, <laughs> he didn't like really, he wasn't like trying to be normal. He was just yeah. kind of his, like doing his weird normal as like his shtick kind of. He had that weird, like being kind of like a strange guy. <laughs> yeah. He had that thing where he like, he's like, I can't get a handle on it. And he like, does that very strange like hand motion and like clenches his fist and turns it and everyone looks at him and like they look at each other and they're like what the fuck yeah. and like it's never clear why he did that yeah he also has like a lot of weird sound effects like he like i remember there was like a whip noise a few like with him there was like whip noises and like little like embellishments and to me i'm like i wish i like i like really weird sound design yeah. i'm really into like i like I like it when sound design catches you off guard, I guess. So to me, I was into that. I was like, why is there? I was like, Whoa. I was like, Whoa. I was like huh? <laughs> Whoa. Hey, what's that? It was fucking Johnny Tess. My like interest. Yeah, my, yeah, my interest got peaked. I was like, huh? Whip? A whip? Huh? Whoa. So that was, that was something I liked. Um, I'm, I'm glad. That I'm, I think this is a good segue. I kind of want to ask what 
you would have done to make this movie <laughs> something that you would enjoy um and like you can i, I think I mean, probably recast it yeah let's let's start there who's 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 the cast and then we can um well i'd get rid of the kids completely <laughs> and be like no more kids no kids at all we're just having this single guy buy a zoo for himself that's okay. my that's my main that's my i think that's my main thing did it what, did his wife die does he still have a dead wife or no 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 dead <laughs> wife he's just a weird single guy who bought a zoo for himself i think that's that's more interesting to me because okay. it's like what's going on with this guy he's so weird and i have no one fall in love with him i want him to buy a zoo yeah. and have nothing happen to him besides that he's just lonely and sad so who plays him if it's not matt Damon. um let me think how about it's you you play him <laughs> You're you're the guy, and you're like super lonely and sad, and no one likes you. And then, oh, hey, wait! You have no kids, no love interest, and you buy a zoo because you're so lonely. And then um, everyone at the zoo hates you the whole time and doesn't doesn't change their mind. They just they're just like fuck this guy. I really regret having she you on the show. No- I was really ha- I was really excited and happy to have you on the show, and now I'm now you're bullying me. <laughs> Okay, secondly, I think the zoo should be shittier. I think the zoo should be way shittier. I think it should be like like almost like aquarium level, like a shitty aquarium. Like where it's okay. like, okay, how about this? We bought an aquarium. This is my new and it's like it's like the shittiest aquarium. It's mm-hmm. not even that good. It's like there's one where I went to school, this aquarium, it was like very run down and it was yeah. like not very good i'm thinking this i'm thinking like a rundown aquarium that's not good you come in you buy it you're lonely everyone hates you and then <laughs> and then i think instead of the suguru jonesy bitch yeah shit instead of that it's like it's all andrew wk oh my god needle drops so like <laughs> so every time every time an emotional scene happens or whatever it's like I get wet. I get wet. I don't even try it. Like that. <laughs> and then um I think I also I also I want to keep that scene where he where he at the end. I want to keep the ending pretty much beat for beat and you don't understand anything that's happening cuz it hasn't been contextualized. The, the ending with like so, the wife in the cafe? Yeah. So we keep that and you do have kids in this moment. It is, it's like the exact same scene but it's completely detached from the rest of the movie. It doesn't make any sense. So even a, to further make it not make sense because it, it already doesn't make any sense in the movie right. because it's bullshit and it makes no sense but we're going to keep it in this movie that's completely unrelated, have the exact same thing play out and then essentially confuse the fuck out of everybody yeah and leave them on a note of like what the hell you know and then yeah. is this is fantasy and then we're gonna charlie kaufman it even more here's what we're gonna do okay we're gonna essentially uh throughout the movie we're gonna plant little seeds and the way we're gonna plant seeds is we're gonna leave books lying around we're gonna leave books lying around that uh that imply that all this is in your head and that in real life you have children and a wife who died so everywhere in every scene there's right. another book yes. that references it it's long and it's like it's windy and it's stupid it's just fucking pretentious ass books everywhere that are just lying around and it's like each one implies something about this I, is like charlie kaufman yeah this is what charlie kaufman does i want to like then, i want to interrupt you for one second and just like get so <laughs> mad at I'm thinking of ending things. I fucking hated that I movie. Hate that movie. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Movie so much. I hate that movie so much. We can, okay, keep going. We can circle back okay. on on that terrible movie. Secondly, yeah. I mean, probably like fifthly or whatever. Yeah. But then 
I want to bring in. Okay, so have you seen Daddy Long Legs by the Zafty Brothers? No. They have this scene in the middle of the movie. It's amazing. It's my favorite movie. They have this scene in the movie where basically a giant stop motion mosquito comes in and sucks the blood out of the main character. Okay. And it's like disgusting and crazy. I want to put that in the middle of that it. That rules. I want to just completely rip that off and put it in the middle. Essentially, but it's like a fish instead of a mosquito too. <laughs> oh, right. Because it's still the, the aquarium. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's the aquarium. Yep. And then on top of all that, I would like to... Um, recast scarlett johansson i would like to make her like complete like put her like in like when like sacha barra conan kind of like like disguises basically <laughs> throughout the movie she shows up as different characters yeah. but is she, so, is she still played like, by scarlett or is she played by like a bunch of different actresses no what i'm saying is that we're taking the actress scarlett johansson yeah. and we're dressing her up as different characters who appear in the movie and they're oh. supposed to be different characters okay so it's kind of like a like a count olaf thing. so i'm kind of thinking here's what i'm thinking i'm thinking pretty much every other character is scarlett johansson in a crazy costume and then yeah on top of all that one last thing, everybody. I know I've been I know I've been going off for a, a little bit. It's probably getting boring by now. But I'm about to whip out something really crazy. I want a gay sex scene between Scarlett Johansson dressed as a man yeah. and Zach, and they like have a crazy sex scene. And then that's my all my ideas. Great. I don't. I have no notes. I don't think I have any notes. Cool. The thing that I really like about that, and I I kind of if I actually I do have one note actually. I'm sorry. Okay. But the I think my favorite thing about that pitch is the giant stop motion fish. Cool. And I I would want I think to bring in more of that kind of like a, a life okay. aquatic kind of deal sure. that that movie has for no reason just a bunch of stop motion fish in it. Cool. I think we could do that a lot. I think maybe one of the characters that Scarlett Johansson plays is a stop motion fish or shark or something. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yes. I love it. Okay. Greenlit. We're taking it to the studio. I love it um now yes. let's let's just for a, a hot second talk about how bad i'm thinking of ending things is okay so i hate this movie so much i straight up yeah i have never hated a movie more maybe actually no that's not true i've hated other movies more this what do you hate more make, we bought a zoo or i'm thinking of ending things. i'm thinking of ending things by far because it's the right answer i just like okay like we bought a zoo i can maybe passively watch and like not feel anything yeah perhaps and that to me, um, you know, it doesn't inspire pain. I could like I could watch it in a way that where it wouldn't inspire pain, yeah. maybe. If I like really got in the right mood. But I'm thinking of ending things to me is like just an exercise in like in in pain. And like I hate I hate it. It's mm-hmm. like I just like hate every single decision made in that movie. <laughs> to me, the whole movie is like, is Charlie Kaufman just trying to talk about how smart he is but then like yeah like it like to me it's like it's like charlie kaufman just being like i'm so smart and you're so stupid and guess what else like and it was i like, mean that's that's basically the entirety of anomalisa i hated anomalisa yeah too. I, I hate anomalisa too which sucks because anomalisa looks so gorgeous like yeah i love the miniatures i'm a slut for miniatures i fucking love miniatures <laughs> and puppets like that's like anything with yeah. miniatures but i mean that's why being john malkovich is so good they they like have that whole like puppet aspect anyway yeah but like um anomalisa is so infuriating because it's like this gorgeous aesthetic mapped onto this like absolutely dog shit story it's like you, yeah the, you're working in this unbelievable medium do, doing such an incredible job 
why not, you know, not make me watch puppets go down on each other because Charlie <laughs> Kaufman is horny for himself? It was like, I feel like actually what's weird about me is that like, one of my only scenes that I like in that movie is when they go down, when he goes down <laughs> on her for some reason. Like, because to me, it's like, I'm like, I'm really. I, like, you're, you're, a little, you're a little freak. Well, yeah, no, I was super into <laughs> it, actually. That's why. No, but like, no, but seriously, guys. <laughs> but, like, um, I think for me, my taste is like, I really love feeling something. If mm-hmm. I feel something really strongly, then I'll probably like, if you see my movies, you probably get this because like pretty much my everything in my movies is like just like i'm i'm just trying to put weird shit in there to make you feel something to like make the next scene feel different mm-hmm. you know like it's like to me that's that's how i think is like in terms of like like how do you how do you build to a scene to make it feel a certain way how do you mm-hmm. like you know what what would make like nothing feel like something or like you know like that's i like think of like really weird like i'm an artsy little freak and i like to <laughs> i like to I like to like I like to hypnotize my audience and make them feel crazy things. That's what I'm like. And then so Oh, uh, and then like for me, I felt like anomaly. So there's few scenes that I was super into. One was like when his face comes off. Yeah, well that's the like, that's the thing. The, that whole dream yeah, sequence. Like, that's great. Yeah. I felt like that was perfectly t- placed in the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, that to me, like that's the kind of shit I'm into. Like there's certain scenes like that where it was like it was like bam, 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 bam. Like <laughs> But the rest of the movie I hated. And, like, (laughs) so, like, the going down on her scene and, like, the face coming off scene to me were crazy. Um, I barely remember it, but I just remember, like... (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's it. That's all there is to remember. The end of ending things, to me, felt, like, almost... I just... Okay, like, I'm super into callbacks. I'm super into, like, setting something up and it comes back later. But this, to me... Mm -hmm felt so obvious the whole time that he was going to do it. Yeah. Like, I, like to me, I hated how predictable it was. I feel like people were, like, so confused by it. I was just like, I knew everything that was going to happen in this movie. Like, it was, like, pretentious, predictable bullshit. And I was like, as soon as they were talking about the pig, like, rotting, yeah. they were like, he was like, yeah, the pig rots in the fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so the pig's going to come back later, probably, because he's, like, making a big point of it. And then, like... You know, when they're talking, like the Oklahoma ending, I was like, oh my all God. All the Oklahoma like, shit was so weird. Like, that's the whole thing is I, I hated all of the like, get it? He's influenced by things. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care. It's And I read like all his meaning afterwards. And I was like, okay, that tracks, but it makes me hate it yeah, more. It, like, it's like, if this, this <laughs> was, this was ready player one for pretentious assholes. So true. Like every fucking like pretentious thing you can do, he did. Yeah. And it's like. It's like, it's like, I feel like I'm tired of people saying that they didn't get it. Cause I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, sure. But it's like, it's so obvious the whole time that he's just like jacking himself off. There's like nothing yeah. like to me, it's like, and then like people, I read like letterbox reviews people like, oh, this book over here signifies because if you read that book, I was like, bitch, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking like, I don't want to, I do don't want to extracurricular <laughs> reading for this fucking movie. I want to come in and come out and get something out of it. But it's like to understand, to like really like get anything yeah. out of it. You have to do a bunch of fucking homework. I'm like, excuse I don't, me. I don't you, watch a movie for the you hate fucking movies? footnotes. Like, yeah, I'm not watching. I, like if I wanted to read, I'd go read a book, which I never do. <laughs> so the, the thing about this fucking, uh, what makes me very frustrated especially about i'm thinking about things is that like from a filmmaking perspective i it's really good like 
I saw this. I sure, saw. Yeah, I saw I this video essay on like the editing of the movie, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's mm-hmm. really like how it's like deliberately like." Yeah, my main problems were like the writing. I think that was yes, exactly. Yeah. Like all of the like acting, cinematography, mm-hmm. editing, everything is totally. in service of something that's not worth it. Yeah, just and like bummed I me think out. there. I think there's probably a version of me that likes this movie. Actually, um, I think if the movie, honestly, I think if the movie had less of these moments where it's like Charlie Kaufman talking to the audience being like, you're stupid if you don't understand my movies. Cause like there's like yeah. several moments in this, in that movie where it was like, where like the main girl goes like, goes like, Oh, it's expressionism and blah, blah, blah. That, and if you don't that whole get conversation it, in like, the car where they're like quoting film scholars is yeah. so obnoxious. I was like, okay, like you don't need these moments. I feel like honestly, yeah. if those things were in there, I would have been like, okay, this is a, this is a movie that I appreciate, but I felt like, Cause that set the tone for me of what he was trying to do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it was like, like we're, we're I'm so high and mighty, and I'm pulling the strings, and I'm like I'm like bitch. I straight up think you're dumb. Did you <laughs> watch? Did you watch the Midnight Gospel? Yeah. What did you think of that? Um, I think I really liked it when I first watched it. I think mm-hmm. as I've sat with it, um, I don't like it as much because. Okay, so I was, like, a huge fan of the podcast that it's based on when I was, like, in high school. It actually really helped me through a lot of stuff. Like, because I, I grew up in a really crazy religious household that was, like, really, um... <laughs> There's, like, a lot of crazy stuff happening. Um, a lot of, like, crazy beliefs and a lot of, like, mm-hmm. you know... So, to me, hearing this podcast was, like, okay... So, because I was, like, a really heavy atheist since from, like, I was 13 to 15, I think. Mm-hmm. I was, like, super into atheism. I was like, annoying, like, what's, I was gonna say the annoying orange, the amazing atheist, <laughs> like this kind of shit. I was like, okay, this like really helps me. This really helps me like contextualize, you know, whatever. And then like, I yeah. started feeling really empty because of that. I was like, I really don't like, I don't like feeling this emptiness that comes from all this. So when I found that podcast, I was like, oh, this is cool because it's like a lot of the concepts that I grew up with and stuff, but it's, it's like kind of, it's kind of taken out of the context of like being homophobic and being like blah, 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 or whatever. It kind mm-hmm. of like helped me understand a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and to me, it like kind of helped, it helped kind of like give me the worldview I have now. That's like not like this, like the way I'm acting right now is Joni being like ironic and weird and whatever. But like, I have like a separate <laughs> me over there. That's like the real me or whatever that like yeah. is like spiritual or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah uh, you know spiritual it has like real friendships or whatever you know that's that's me over there me right now i'm being jokey whatever but <laughs> that's kind of the, that's kind of the public you're saying you didn't you didn't want to bring your spirituality real self <laughs> to this uh analysis of yeah. the 2011 film we bought a zoo yeah uh, <laughs> um, but yeah like i felt like so that's that's kind of my context with my i mean my relationship with that podcast was really right influential to me and i don't i don't like totally agree with everything that's in it but i'm just like it helped me kind of open my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, I really appreciate the show. I really, I like the animation. I like the designs a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the stuff that they say and everything, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I think overall though, I kind of felt like a lot of it was mismatched, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like, I felt like, so I think the designs and the, um, and um, the the actual content of what they're talking about really fit. I felt like the animation, while I really like it, didn't really do much for it. I felt like if it was more subdued, mm. I would have felt like it fit more. 
I feel like because it was all over the place, it made it harder to focus. And I and I and I feel like because the show is kind of, I mean, because the the like the the stuff that they're saying is kind of like really interesting. I kind mm-hmm. of felt like there should have been more of a focus on like making like on like on highlighting that. Does that make sense? Like yes, yeah. So I, I kind of felt like. I don't know. I feel like the animation itself, which like again is really well done and like really good, and like I really like what Tim Mouse does all like a lot. But I felt like how all over the place it was distracted me, which is weird because I normally love that kind of thing, you know. Like I re- and I do, and I was, again I do love it separate from that yeah. thing. I think like I just felt like I wish it would have been more consistent with the rest of the show. Yeah, I I would agree with that, and the, and the reason I bring it up is is that I think it is a better example like when you contrast it with i'm thinking of ending things i think it's like a better yeah. example of well not a perfect example because of like everything you just said but mm-hmm. a better example of trying to like insert those heavier conversations or those more spiritual conversations or those more philosophical conversations into a piece mm-hmm. of media and have it be accessible to the audience and yeah i think part of the argument for i'm thinking of ending things is like well the point is that it's inaccessible and it's like shut the yeah. fuck up <laughs> what like like i hate that i hate that like because i saw i saw that same argument i'm like like if it's inaccessible then you shouldn't be complaining the whole time you're making like the like if it, if you're trying to make it inaccessible why are you complaining in your movie people who don't understand your movie like yeah if like those, if those can't cons- those can't like exist together those two ideas because it's like like this is what i like think about this all the time because like my like with my movies i try to kind of like make them accessible while being really weird you know like that's yeah. kind of well like really you have these about. you have these like very accessible and understandable like themes and plots even though they're like yeah. or, or, or the themes are really accessible while the plots are like all over the place yeah 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 um and it's like to me i get really frustrated with like you know like i like i i also think to me i'm like if i'm distracted by the viewpoint of the author then i'm usually Mm -hmm. i usually hate it like if i if to like and i actually had this moment when i'm making my new movie right now and it was like i had this moment where it was basically me coming in and saying stuff and i was like okay no because like like you like you joni coming in yeah basically it was a character who's like me Mm -hmm. and i can't and i come in and i was like at first i was like really into it because i was like okay well i've never done something like that before that might be interesting and i wrote it out and i like made this character that's me voiced by me sing a song about something and i was like (laughs) okay well and it's like about like it's literally just me saying the themes of the movie which is like um essentially everyone who's ever done something wrong will die (laughs) i mean you're not not wrong it's a it's based on um it's like based on like Ozymandias almost mm. like like the idea of like these these kind of kingdoms crumbling over time and being like washed over by sand and washed over by like so mm-hmm. like <laughs> like um so it was like me coming out and saying it and I was like well I already show it I already whatever mm-hmm. I don't need to have this stand in for me come in and it's and it's like not as extreme as what Charlie Kaufman does in this movie yeah. but it's like enough where it's like it's like you can tell that that's what he's trying to do almost is like have these characters speak for himself mm-hmm. and i'm like don't do that that's so annoying like you're you're such a little freak if you do that like 
Sorry, Charlie, if you're watching this. I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry if you're offended. Charlie, if you want. That's just the truth. Free, you're a little freak. <laughs> this is a, a little freak pass for you, Charlie Kaufman. You are allowed to come on the show and defend yourself. This is an open. Yeah, come on the show. We'll have a discussion. Yeah. I'll come back for yes. it. I'll be like. I'll fight you about your movie. This is good. <laughs> I'm going to host an open forum between Joni Phillips and Charlie Kaufman. Just, you know, one tour to another to just beat the, the, the auditory shit out of each other. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, the, I, I mean, that kind of, not to, you know, be too focused on the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo, but <laughs> all of this kind of feels very much like the on the nose shit that they pull with the tiger and the kind of like the tiger represents getting over the death of the wife. Like it is. Uh, I didn't get that actually. What did you get from the tiger? I just kind of viewed it as like stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kind of like, okay, he doesn't want the tiger to die. He doesn't want his wife to die. It was just like, you know, like, well, that's it. That is, that's all it is. The point of it. Yeah. But it was like, it didn't feel that deep to me. Well, like, exactly, exactly. Like a, that's what yeah, I mean. It didn't feel like a hidden meaning. <laughs> no, and that, that's that's what I mean, is that, like, it's so yeah. surface level on the nose, like, do you get the tiger? Yeah. The tiger is is getting over the wife. Do you see? <laughs> and so it's yeah. it, it almost felt like there were moments when they, like, turned to the camera and said it. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really hate, like, this is kind of, I think people get mad at me because I say that I hate when, like, fourth wall breaks happen. Like, mm-hmm. if I see this online, a bunch of cartoon nerds come out and they're like, well, why don't you like it? Why don't you like it when the fourth wall breaks? Because, like, I'll be like, I hate when Animaniacs, like, look at the camera and go, like, like, hi, audience. Yeah. Uh, joke, joke, joke. And I hate, I just, to me, I'm like, like, I think I used to like that when I was a kid because yeah. it was like, oh, I'm being, I'm the, I'm the audience. That's funny. Like, yeah. but now as an adult who writes stuff i'm like why would you why would why would you think this is a is like interesting because it's not it's like i just i just personally despise it i despise it as a choice i it's like more just that like i find it stupid more than anything mm-hmm. but it's like <laughs> i just kind of i kind of feel like it it just kind of exudes this like this insecurity in your in your own writing if that makes sense like i feel mm. like it's like if you need to it's like such a gimmick it's such like a stupid bullshit thing and like i also i also do it on purpose sometimes to be (laughs) stupid like i'll have like a comic character be like look at you and go like and that's and that and then she said that's my wife or whatever yeah like that kind of thing like that's only in like the stupidest things i make i feel like if i put that in like a real thing i would be like so mad at myself (laughs) i'll have what she's (laughs) having i'll have what she's having like no i would never put that in my fucking movies Mm -hmm. do you think do you think (laughs) there's like a fourth wall break that like is the exception like do you have like anything that stands out in animation or Uh, movies like stuff where you're like oh that one worked well actually a lot of people really hate this movie i really like it the holy mountain by alejandro yodorowsky i've not seen it um it's like crazy it's a crazy movie it's mostly just some symbolism and stuff and like I think I understand any kind of hatred for this movie because it's kind of like it's kind of pretentious it's kind of stupid I kind of like it because it just it just interests me I guess I just kind of find it an interesting piece of art really like but basically spoilers for the holy mountain sorry everybody um (laughs) uh it kind of feels like I mean like the ending I mean yeah what was I saying the ending Mm -hmm. 
is essentially just a fourth wall break where he goes like, this is a movie, this is a movie. And it zooms out and the film crew's there, you know? Mm. And I find, I found that to be interesting in the context of the movie because it was kind of about reaching enlightenment, I guess, if that my memory serves correctly, <laughs> which it probably <laughs> doesn't because I have a horrible memory. But like, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like the whole movie is them getting to the holy mountain and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, there is no anything. It's just a movie and then zooms out. And I kind of, I like find that interesting because it's like, it kind of ties into the themes of it. Right. I I think if it was in any other movie and it wasn't done so stupidly, I think because I I feel like there's kind of this acknowledgement that what they're doing is stupid. It's like it's like kind of I don't know. I just I feel like it kind of just depends. Mm-hmm. Like it depends on like the mood, like what it what's surrounding it. Like there was like oh like the Cat in the Hat movie. With like, <laughs> what's his name? Fucking Mike uh, Myers. Mike Myers. Like there's a bunch of fourth wall breaks in that, but yeah. I don't get mad at it because it's like the rest of the movie is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like like he like there's this one part that i really like this one this is like one that i like is like they're going down the like the babysitter roller coaster and then like the girl goes like this is so fun it's just like being at an amusement park and then like mike myers turns to the camera and goes you mean like universal studios <laughs> ka-ching and then like that was i thought that was really funny but then <laughs> Like I don't know why though. Like I think it, I think it's also because that movie's nostalgic to me. But it's like, isn't that funny? That's a movie I find nostalgic. Yeah, that's wh- that's wild. The other thing, I mean, I've never seen that movie, and I never seen The Grinch because they scare me. When I was a kid, <laughs> for good reason. Yeah, the makeup that they do on like Mike Myers' cat face and the like Whoville people. But they're like little mm-hmm. nose yeah. and they're like, their noses. it's like scared the shit. I can't explain it. It scared the absolute ever loving shit out of me when I was a kid. That's valid. To the point That's where like... they like, the Whoville people have a cameo in one of the Muppet movies. Do you remember this? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, which one? It, like, oh, like, Wait, Muppets like, from Space? Was it Muppets from Space? It may have been Muppets from Space or Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, the Whoville people? Muppets Take yeah, Manhattan was like Jim Henson era, I think. Okay. So, that's, that's... so probably not probably a newer one then but i remember they're like running down the street looking for someone and they they like oh my god i feel like it's some joke about like they're looking for a furry green guy and like they get stopped and by the whoville people and they're like oh he went over there or something but like to the point where that scene gave me nightmares in in this muppet movie (laughs) i I don't know which one you're talking about I'm gonna have to Google this afterwards. I'm like I a sound... Muppet freak, though, so I would know. I feel like I'm like Muppet yeah. Central. My brain, my brain I mean, is Muppet Central. There's no Mupp- times where I'm not thinking about Muppets. Muppet Central, Lego Muppet Central, Central. <laughs> um, yeah. a third one. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck. I this is gonna. I I have to look this up afterwards. This is gonna bug yeah. me. Maybe um, it's just like weird Muppets or something. No, uh, it was the it was the fucking who people. I know it. I know it deep down. If this was a dream, like if this if this infiltrated my subconscious, it just goes to show you like how freaked out I was by the yeah. the makeup in the Grinch. Um, but yeah, so that movie could. I mean, I'm glad that that Cat in the Hat is is like a nostalgia trip for you, but for me, it is it represents like a deep seated fear. Dude, I'd watch it whenever I went to my grandma's house. It was like one of the only DVDs she had, so it'd be like we go to my grandma's house and we pop out. <laughs> cat in the hat and watch it all the way through my grandpa would make popcorn every time oh, every nice. time we went so <laughs> uh, remember being a kid and like you'd have like that those handful of movies that and maybe you still have this it's it's less so for me now but like those handful of movies that you can just like 
anytime you just put it on and like that's a movie that you're gonna watch all the way through yeah definitely like there's a few monsters inc was one for me like a lot of pixar stuff like the incredibles is one for me rat race was one for me weirdly <laughs> rat race that movie does not hold up you cannot rewatch that movie what is one for me i'm trying to think of one for me it's like all of the other reindeer i think you know this one no uh, that was the other one. It was Christmas. Every Christmas, we bust this out at my grandma's house. Bust out all the other reindeer. There it is. Um, which, like, to... Yeah. What else? There's, like... I remember... <laughs> what I was, like... I looked at the at the back of the DVD for all the other reindeer. And this was when I was a kid. So, I was, mm-hmm. like... My parents were, like, really anti-Simpsons for really specific reasons. Yeah. And um, I remember I was really brainwashed. And I, I looked at the back and I saw that Matt Groening was, it was like creator of the Simpsons made this. And yeah. I go, and I turned to my grandpa and I go, why did he do this? He shouldn't be doing kids things. He's not doing like that. Cause I was like a really like, you know, I was like a really like moral crusader as a child. Right. And like, <laughs> I just straight up, like, I went like, like, this is like, why would he do this kid thing? Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and my grandpa turned to me and went like, cha-ching. <laughs> and that like with the money thing i remember that pretty vividly oh maybe that maybe that's why the fucking um cat in the hat joke stands out to you it's like it's like a reference to my grandpa yeah oh my god (laughs) um do you think do you think that we bought a zoo has the potential to be someone's nostalgic return to definitely definitely well, I think also there's probably a bunch of moms who like talk about this movie, like mm-hmm. you know, like moms who have like like gather in big cursive letters, like written on like a little blackboard. This is like, this is such of, a live laugh love movie. Yeah, 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 totally. Like I and like there's like okay, and then like the parts that are like kind of like naughty, mm-hmm. you know, the little parts that are like kind of like like oh we're telling a little naughty joke yeah. here. Um, they would love that. Like yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, isn't this so crazy? Oh my god!" Like they'd be like, "Like when the little girl calls the guy a dick." Yeah. Like they'd be like, "Oh, oh my god, she said that. Oh my god, don't say that word, kids." Like yeah. You know? like, I okay. I will actually just like to circle back way to like how this podcast started. Um, I do agree with you that the writing for that kid is all over the fucking place. Like yeah. sometimes it works and she sounds like a kid and sometimes she sounds like a group of adult men trying to figure out what a kid sounds like yeah no to me it was like they were trying the only thing i think of was like is she supposed to be like the wife again like is she because they kept saying like the guy in the Mm -hmm. car that was driving them there like one of the other only black people in the movie like like he was like like just knowing you i love your mom like he was like and she was like she's like mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> like like there's that kind of thing and i so then that kind of from there on out well also before that it was like in the early part of the movie it was like a lot of like her just saying little things that yeah. were like adult so yeah she she like, calls like, she's like you're han- you're more handsome than the other dads you check check yeah. that off your list and she like she's making sandwiches for them because like the mom's yeah. not there to do it it was like a lot of it was a lot of that and then like all her dialogue felt way too like like not like, not like to me it was like it felt intentional like she was supposed to be like an adulty little kid yeah. or something but then like later on they're like he like she he was like the mad damon was like she still believes in the easter bunny right she still believes in the easter bunny i was like okay but like you're having her be like super smarter than everyone else for some reason also it's like yeah it's very it's very inconsistent is she's she's all over the place yeah 
I think she's she's an okay actor though, for what it's worth. I think she's fine. Well, I hate her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her because she's a good actor. She shouldn't be. She's a kid. I just I hate it. I hate whenever kids act like that. I'm like, kids don't act like that in real life. Well, when they do, when they do, they're annoying too. Because yeah. like when they when kids act like that in real life, like when I was a kid, I remember like, I had a few friends who were like kind of like that, and I'd be like shut up like, <laughs> like they'd be the ones i'd be annoyed by i'd be like like come on like we're kids we don't talk like that yeah then there's that i mean that's the thing with like the son in this movie he's a terrible actor but uh, actually i kind of thought he was a good actor really because he started crying at one point i was like that's kind of hard that's hard to do i can cry on like, cue it's not it's not that hard i can too but that took me years of training formal training to, yeah you couldn't you couldn't do that as a, as a kid it's fucked up that he can do it as a kid yeah or it was just like he he had like kind of like some nuances i felt like mm. in his performance that were interesting but also it was like whenever he like i hated like the the monologues like the like acting like yeah you know what i mean like it was like this is your dream dad this is not my dream this is your dream like like i hated i I, thought he did a good job i thought i was like okay also the little girl did a good job too i'm just hate i'm just a hater so (laughs) you're allowed to be i'm allowed to be a hater but like may i how old would she be now she was like eight back then so she'd probably be like yeah she's probably like almost 20 now 16 or 17 i guess wait yeah wait okay so this was 2011 2011, filmed 2010 she was probably eight yeah she'd be like 18 maybe okay so she's an adult she could <laughs> vote could... do you think she's gonna yeah. vote i was like vote, vote i was like at first Biden. i was like i was like maybe i should lay off this like little girl but then I really, yeah she's an adult now i can i can say this <laughs> um the the fucking monologue that i hated was the one where he like runs up to l fanning's window in the rain and he's like is that l fanning yeah l fanning and he's like i love your i love your hair and i love your clothes or whatever he says i don't remember yeah that was like like fucking like nope and i love you lily i love you and then they hug like why why would you have this like notebook scene between like two fucking 10 year olds like excuse me like am i supposed to to like i feel like moms would also like that too moms like love when like little boys are like (laughs) are in love with the girls like for some reason have you noticed this have you noticed this i'm like jerry seinfeld <laughs> moms love it when little when little boys fall in love with girls like to me that's like pandering to mothers oh for some reason <laughs> oh my god wait did you know this about the seinfeld opening that it was uh rewritten every episode huh every episode of seinfeld the composer of the theme song would play it live oh in time with jerry's monologue that's awesome So it would like always be slightly different depending on like the timing of the jokes no i was thinking that actually i was really excited i've been watching a lot of seinfeld lately. <laughs> i've been on like season eight right now i've been binging it for a while i noticed that though i was like it always it never it always sounds different that's interesting yeah. i was like i love seinfeld i'm 100 percent on seinfeld right now I like used to hate him. I used to hate Jerry Seinfeld, like with a passion. Well, I hate I hate him I for his show, and I like. I him. hate him for the things he's done. I hate him for his crimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because he like is a pedophile. Yeah, he, he like dated a seventeen-year-old. I mean, allegedly. Yeah. 
<laughs> he dated a 17 year old when he was like in his 40s yeah. or some shit um jesus christ it's, it's gross he's a gross man um but you know i did recently just rewatch b movie and that fucking rules so i love b movie like genuinely i think that movie I, rules i love that when movie. I, I watched it ironically when i was like 18 and then literally like a month ago i rewatched it and i was like wait this movie's good i was <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> wait how old are you you're 23 no right? i'm 26 are you 26 okay i was like oh you're saying yeah but no. you're not. Um, i'm fucking old I watched it when I, on my birthday when I turned eighteen, I think, or on my nineteenth birthday. Oh, actually. nice! I so that's that's that's, that's an interesting oh, parallel. I got it as a birthday <laughs> present when I turned eighteen. Oh, uh, I got the oh. DVD, um, and because I'm from Quebec, so it was like um, B movie, and then it said like in French like film d'abbé or something, whatever the fuck the <laughs> French version is. Um, but I had the DVD for a long time. And when I was in college, I just, like, as a bit, just, like, had the DVD case, like, taped to my wall. Because I wanted to be, like, <laughs> that quirky kid with all the shit on his wall. Yeah. Um, which I still have a lot of shit on my wall. But, oh, y- you know what? This is, I think this is a good kind of topic to end on. And and we can kind of roll, wind, we can wind down from here. Um, you know, obviously, you have a lot of strong feelings about We Bought a Zoo and yeah yeah extremely strong feelings but i'm curious (laughs) i think what what to you are the most successful animal movies the most successful animal movies yeah like to you like what makes a good movie about about animals yeah let me think. Let me think. I have to really search my brain because yeah. I feel like I like human movies. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> if you had to choose between right. animals is... or people, what would you choose? <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna go into like a little thing, but yeah, I think I like people movies more than animal movies mm. in general. Um, if you've seen my letterbox, you see. If you go to my fav- favorite movies, none of them have animal characters in them. Whoa. You know. None of them. Can I be honest um, with you? I think this movie would have been better without any animals. I agree. Yeah, just a story about a family. I think that's better. Yeah, Chicken Run. Oh, Chicken Runs a Chicken Runs a great yes. animal movie. Yes. Um, and I'm not and like I don't normally I'm not super into um, animal movies where they're like people, you know. But mm. I feel like this one's interesting. You're not like a Zootopia just, fan. Yeah, I hate Zootopia. Zootopia is one of the worst movies ever. Yeah, I don't um, like Zootopia. It Zootopia. Okay, this is like another thing with like, I I like get really mad at subtext mm-hmm. because to me like, I'm not fooled. <laughs> I'm not fooled by subtext. Like I know I know what the writers are trying to say when they when they do stuff. You know, because I I'm like a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, you're a super genius. Yeah, I'm a super genius. So like when I watch Zootopia, I'm not fooled by their little flimsy allegory. Yeah, and then like. You know, and as soon as you start to think about what they're trying to say and how they're going about saying it, you're like, what are, what's the implications of the, <laughs> like, it's like crazy. Yeah. Like, the implications of like the allegory they're trying to make with you, when you apply it to real life, with you, they keep begging you the whole movie to re- apply it to real it life. It breaks down whole movie, almost immediately as soon as you yeah, think about it. The whole movie, there's just like these constant like comparisons to real life. Mm-hmm. Like just like something as simple as like telling someone not to touch a sheep's wool or whatever, yeah. like in the context of like touching her hat. You're like, 
okay, so you're you're comparing this to like a real life thing. Like it's like like and you can you can tell immediately. So it's like there's no and I've seen people they've like tried to defend this movie being like it's not supposed to be like real life, but it, it is. They do it every it's moment one like movie. The, it's <laughs> one to one trying to map it onto, yeah. onto real life. But then like is but then, is, like yeah, is the prey supposed to be the minority, but like the predators are the ones who have been like historically oppressed. Like it it yeah. it is it falls apart so fast. And to me, it doesn't feel like world building. It, like I feel like people have like uh, like defended it being like it's world building. It's wo- building a different world. But the whole thing is supposed to be a racism allegory the entire time. Yeah. Like they're not they're not being subtle. Like they're not being subtle. If they want you so desperately to compare it to real life. So it's like to me, like then if that's what you're trying to do, then like do it. But if you're trying to like like build this separate world that like makes no sense, like I just uh, so wrong. Like if you if you think the allegory in Zootopia is good, you probably like don't understand anything. <laughs> like, like you probably just like can't think because like literally the, as soon as you think about it, immediately as soon as you start thinking about it for one second, it's like okay wait okay I'm like I'm trying to remember that when this movie came out, I was obsessed. I mean, my friends were obsessed with trying to pick it mm-hmm. apart and be like. And like make all these theories because the world building is so shoddy that yeah. it's like <laughs> we're like, what can we say? Like my friend, um, my friend Rob like wrote this like entire post about like how like um, how like the capitalism works basically. So like how like mice have it way better than elephants do, like because of uh, the like size difference. Mm. And like he like killed like pinned. it was crazy. And then like we had like this whole group. Oh, this was when I was at CalArts still, and we actually saw like an early screening of it. Oh shit! And like like the the directors came and then me and my friends afterwards we made this group called zootopia theories that was public at first and we just constantly were doing all these crazy like like heady like like just dissecting the movie entirely like as a joke mostly Mm -hmm. like there was like this one whatever and then we like (laughs) it was like and then like i i made one about how like is there like a comparison to every u.s president because at one point judy hopps references uh we have nothing to fear but fear itself so is there like a there's a version of that president and every other president as well but animal form yeah or like what it, but like because they don't it's it's that implication that like cars makes right of that yeah. like shoddy world building of yeah oh no it's just like our world but uh but you know it's cars stupid. but but then you're like was there's a car pope does that mean there's a car jesus who was crucified like it's like <laughs> yeah. it goes it ha- you have to make these assumptions it's so dumb and like also the, and then the funny thing is that we made this like like a bunch of posts about it but because the movie had come out, hadn't come out yet the like head of character animation i wasn't in character animation so i didn't have that much of a stake in this mm-hmm. but like like she messaged me being like you have to take this group down like it's, it's spoiling the movie before it comes out <laughs> and that's gonna get us in trouble and i was like oh <laughs> oh my <Damn>. god <laughs> but it still exists it's still up <laughs> that's incredible it's very it's very it's very in depth but what were we talking about? We bought a zoo. Oh yeah, we we're talking about animal movies. Yeah, good animal movies. I just Zootopia bullshit movie. Bullshit movie doesn't know what it wants to say, yep. and like, I feel like it's stupid to give this like billion dollar company like a pat on the back for even trying to tackle racism. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they should have done it like a while ago. First of all, <laughs> and then second of all, to like, atone for Pocahontas. Like, like you can't tell me that like this movie does it good in any capacity because they like like it's like also it plays it too safe it's too like it's too again like they don't they don't commit to any 
to any actual viewpoint yeah. about what the characters are you know like well that well that's what i was saying is, is you have all these like mini moments like you were saying about the wool i think at one point yeah judy hops like says like oh you're not allowed to say bunny that's our word like stuff like that yeah. we're like <laughs> so weird. so weird, like, weird it pulls you out like, and it like it also maps these struggles onto the like prey characters yeah. in a way that really confuses the metaphor if the yeah. allegory is about like the predators as people of color it like that movie is a mess we could do a whole other podcast about zootopia yeah. we potted zootopia we potted zootopia Ugh. we bought a zootopia <laughs> I bought Zootopia and I made the sequel. Zootopia, Tootopia. I feel like I'm like actually like I'm mad at the people who wrote that movie. Like I actually have a lot of spite in my heart for that movie and like the people who wrote it. I'm like, yeah, like you like you have so much money. You could have done a few more rewrites and like got your like allegory like pinned down. But like you wanted to like brush it out like you do everything else yeah fuck disney <laughs> you can either have like a super complicated fucked up allegory that doesn't make sense or you could do the simplest possible version and say the tiger is a stand-in for the death of the wife that's it <laughs> and nothing else literally <laughs> like the most easy thing i think also this is coming from because disney like wants to pander to everyone yeah right yeah, yeah i think that's kind of another aspect of it that why why they did it the way they did it like why the allegory doesn't work is because like they were worried about like offending racists and that's yeah. like so strange to worry about like but again they're all about making money and making the most money possible so they're like okay we're not going to demonize anyone mm -hmm. we're not going to like and it's just like okay then like you don't think anything then if you're trying to like say nothing then like what's the point of making a movie where you try to say something that that's is so stupid why the rise of skywalker ended up as it did so true because they were that's just not a Disney thing. it's yeah. like an overthought exactly thing it's like I hate this shit. And it's, hate, and it's hate, the um I hate this this moment in cinema right now where everything is trying to be toothless and teethful at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, where it's like we have teeth, but they're really dull. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're a tiger with sharp teeth, but we filed it down to the point where there's no point like you if you got bit, you wouldn't feel anything. Yeah, it's all the pretense of like saying something and then yeah. if you pay attention to it for more than two seconds, it immediately falls apart. My new movie is like entirely me being fuck rich people. <laughs> Good. Fuck yes. <laughs> my movie is like, my movie is fuck rich people, fuck the government. <laughs> good. Fuck. And that's it. Uh, I think this is a good, this is a good spot to, to wrap up and you can plug your new movie, I think. Well, it's not coming out for a while, but um, basically I've been doing a lot of stuff lately. Most recent thing is Secrets and Lies in a Town of Sinners, which is a 10 episode cartoon I made by myself um, with like help of like voices from my friends and my friend Dylan did music. And I animated and wrote everything in a really crazy way. It's all on YouTube. Um, you can watch that. Yeah. And this movie that I'm making, it's like about an hour long, I'd say. And it's like, <laughs> I could say it's like about being a person in a world that doesn't make sense for you to be in it. I think, like, at its core, it's me updating my, like, Goodbye Forever Party thing, almost. Mm. Like, it's kind of like a new, my like, the way that I think about the world now versus the way I thought about the world when I was, like, 19 or whatever, however old I was when I made that. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's a little, it's, like, it's kind of hard to, it's called Barbara Westchester. It's based on one of the characters from Secrets and Lies in the Town of Sinners, which is the reason why I made that, was that it's a prequel to this movie. <laughs> the jo movie. Joni Phillips cinematic universe 
Yeah, literally. I, I don't know. <laughs> this movie is like, it's kind of, yeah, it's again, it's similar to the other stuff I've made, but I think it's more me than anything else I've made, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a horror movie. It's also comedy. It's also social commentary. It's also like whatever. Um, fuck rich like, people. Fuck capitalism. Fuck rich people. Fuck capitalism. The whole, yeah, the whole movie is like, <laughs> is like, even if you like, rich people they're horrible <laughs> <laughs> if i if i watch this movie i'm gonna turn into the fucking joker yeah it's society it's a movie about society fuck um i like yeah i think i think i'm probably selling it weirdly right now it's kind of honestly it's like a cartoon it's like it's like really influenced by like eastern european animation in weird ways Ooh. but also not it's also just the things i do normally it's like <laughs> it's kind of a. it's kind of like it's like a movie it's a movie about me mostly <laughs> it's like it's autobiographical in a way that my other stuff hasn't been if that makes sense it's like mm-hmm. not autobiographical but it's like the closest i've gotten to it yeah um and then i don't know how to sell it even yet because again i'm writing it right now it's like well i'm almost done writing it. it's like kind of i'm i r- finished writing it now i'm boarding it it's taking a while to do that but it's um that's, an- that's kind of animation like, baby that's animation baby Okay, like, you know, like, I, I, animation for me, my whole life has been, I'm like, gonna be an animator. I'm gonna make movies. That's all I care about. And then, you know, you go to CalArts and you, like, make a Frederator short and it's, like, super depressing and horrible. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like kind of shatters your fantasy of what it would be like. So it's about that. <laughs> it's about, it's, it's also, like, the Ozymandias idea of, like, of, eventually kingdoms will crumble people will be destroyed everyone who's ever done something horrible will be wiped out and everything that ever that they ever did will be wiped out and like <laughs> it's really crazy it's a really crazy movie <laughs> i you said this is only gonna be an hour like this doesn't sound yeah. like it's, it can only be an hour it's gonna be an hour or it might be a little bit over yeah an hour, but fuck i mean i'm looking forward to it i mean whenever it it does come out i'm I'm a fan yeah. of your work. It's called Barber Westchester. You can support it on my Patreon. I need money real bad. Oh yeah, plug <laughs> plug all your shit. Patreon.com slash Joni Phillips. J-O-N-N-I-P-H-I-L-I-P-S. That's me. <laughs> like, don't, it'd be so funny if I got patrons from this after I just like <laughs> spend a whole episode being insane. <laughs> I mean, I think honestly that's the best advertisement for your shit. Like, yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> crazy. You're dangerous. <laughs> it's funny. I feel like I feel like my public persona is so crazy, and then me as a person is kind of reserved. <laughs> what was the first line in your Bug TV show when you? I'm inter- Joni Phillips. I'm evil. I think. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch my Bug TV show. It's called Joni Phillips makes a better TV show than Alec did for eight hundred dollars in two days. Um, Worthy Kids does the music. And some guest animation. So uh, he's famous. So yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck, I love that guy. I, he's I, so great. I was following like him awesome. on Tumblr back in like 2011 or whenever the fuck he did those yeah. like like Eric Andre show animations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been he's been like he's been going off for a while. He's yeah. been like he's been cranking it. He's been like it's bam bam bam. <laughs> I'm amazing. It's cool to see him like blow up after being like, "Oh yeah, this was like some dude that I followed on Tumblr like yeah. 10 years ago or whatever the fuck." Um Yeah, Big Top Burger did so well. I was so jealous. Like I think he I think he deserves it. And yeah. also his show is better than mine. But it's, <laughs> I'm just like 
<laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I was like, oh my god, how does he? Like, I think also he has a bigger fan base than I do, and his yeah. stuff is like more appealing. Well, that's room. the thing. I don't think it's better. I think it's more accessible because yeah. your stuff is like deliberately like heavier and more insane and like yeah, imagine it's like kind of like like i don't know i feel like I, I feel like i do too much to make it inaccessible which annoys myself because i was talking about charlie kaufman earlier yeah. i was like i hate that shit i'm like trying i think this is like my the new direction i'm going into is like i want to be less like inaccessible mm-hmm. so like, <laughs> but everything about what i do is like crazy weird drawings and like story doesn't make any sense and like so <laughs> But Whatever. it'll still make you cry. It'll still make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing. As long as yeah. as long as it punches you in the fucking gut. Yeah, um, I really I really like doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think you're good at it. I mean, this Thanks. is I'm not. Uh, this is like now the end of the podcast where we just like compliment Joni Phillips for yeah ten minutes. <laughs> Finally, I was waiting for this. <laughs> yeah, you bu- you bullied me halfway through the podcast, and then I end it by like stroking your ego. <laughs> Um, i just bully everyone whenever i'm in this mood you know what i mean like this is a mood i get in where i'm like i'm gonna rib i'm gonna rib a little bit (laughs) i'm gonna get (laughs) i'm gonna get inside that rib i'm gonna knock it around i wish you could punch me through the camera (laughs) yeah fuck um for for the viewers at home i just punched zach in the face i'm bleeding through the nose he's bleeding through the nose (laughs) uh this has been we pot a zoo. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Joni Phillips. Thank you to Artie Coburl for the intro and outro music and Sydney Gish for her vocals on the intro. You can find links to their work on our Twitter, which is at we pot a zoo. Uh, please rate review, subscribe, uh, all that shit. Um, thank you to my friend Dylan at adult human bitch on Twitter for <laughs> coming up with the name. We pot a zoo in the first place. Um, and uh if you have the means you can go to dartmoorzoo.org.uk that's the zoo that the movie's based on they are struggling because of covid right now so if you have the means you can donate to them and um i think that's gonna do it so joni why'd you come on this darn podcast i can't remember the line <laughs> <laughs> wait oh it's um Okay, say it again, but don't cut that I'm out. I'm not going to cut say that out. I wouldn't dream of cutting that out. <laughs> hey, Joni. Say it again. Joni, why'd you come on this podcast? Why not? See you next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. There's a movie called We Bought a Zoo. Guess what happens? There's a zoo for sale and it gets bought. By Matt Damon, a grieving single father in search of closure hoping to find it in a tiger or a bear enclosure it's a film by cameron crowe buy it now so you can go home and enjoy it with your friends and family i'll buy a zoo you'll buy one too i'll buy a zoo for you if you'll buy one for me Okay, all right. Sorry to come back at the end of the episode, but I I have to put this straight. I have to I have to get this right. So Joni didn't believe me. She didn't know what I was talking about. But there is the in the Muppet Christmas movie. It's called a very. It's called it's it's okay. Listen, it's called it's a very Muppet Christmas movie, and it was a TV movie in two thousand and two.
And there's a scene where Fozzie Bear is running from a parody of Steve Irwin and he gets painted green like a Christmas tree. And then he falls over and his hair gets all poofy and he looks like the Grinch. And then the people of Whoville confront him thinking he's the Grinch because he's running through the streets of New York or something. And and he looks like the Grinch and the Whoville people are there and they look scary and it's real. You can look this up. It's real and it's scary and it scared me. Okay, that's it. It was real. It was real. I didn't make it up. Okay, bye.